Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. <laughs> well, there's yeah, six of like them. Six gotta... yeah. Oh, that's Buster, I guess. Yeah. It's a lot longer than we Phil. And Elaine, <laughs> and, Lou, and, Joe, and Jake. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Um, you know what? We're going to dive in. We have a lot to talk about. So welcome to the Nerd Check Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. He just doesn't like to let us talk. That's fair, because I'm the host, and I'm in charge <laughs> of my own little world. Bastard. <laughs> and David. That's why I just talk over him. That's true too. <laughs> David has no Try control. and shut me up. <laughs> true. That's true as well. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, everybody. We finished TNG the series. We're diving into the films. Um, it's, it's been a long road. I'll but my heart. I know. <laughs> So we're going to get into Star Trek Generations. Bear with us. But more importantly, we have two guests with us from uh, a very special podcast that they do. Uh, welcome, Lily and Ray. Yay! What is this podcast you speak of, Jeff? <laughs> hold on. I want to know more about it. Where can hold they find on. it? Would you like to know more? It's like the uh, Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more? Know more. Um, so Ray's been on before, uh, Lieutenant Commander Ray from TikTok. Um, so welcome back. Thank you for um, having me. Of course. Lily has never been on our show before, so welcome, Lily. Thank you. Excited. Fresh yeah, no, I mean, are, fresh meat. I mean, fresh meat. Hi. It's like getting <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually am an ensign, so that's fitting. So, <laughs> at least you're not a cadet. They didn't make you that. Ooh. Right. That's good, though. Um, no, we are excited to have both of you. Basically, we have one third of the hosts of Acting Captain. Uh, please tell us more about Acting Captain. Whoever wants to. Don't speak at once. Oh, there's okay. a deer in headlights. Okay. Look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, to talk? So the Acting Captain podcast, it's myself, Lily, uh, Maestro Morgan, also on TikTok, um, Kara Caprica on TikTok, Stephanie Ed, and Jake, who goes by MNA. And we're all staples on Trek Talk and get us together in a conversation and you're not going to get us to shut up basically. <laughs> I, I've sorry, heard some I clips. Her, I to let her speak first. She's commanding officer. Um, <laughs> it's a rotational <laughs> podcast every week. A different member of the crew acts as acting captain and they lead a discussion about Star Trek. Awesome. Um, can you give us an insight a little bit into your first episode? What did you guys talk about on that one? 
So I led first episode. Yes, the ensign is the acting captain. Um, just to show you how wild we are. <laughs> I like um, it. Um, it's about pilots. We thought it would be fitting if our first episode was reviewing every first episode in Star Trek. So. Uh, awesome. That's a yeah, lot to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Get that all in one episode. Why? Yes, I think that's Good why Lord. it's so long. We did. Every, I I was I was thinking back and like we did it to the animated series. Part of yeah. me knows someone's gonna call us out, <laughs> you, but yeah. at the same time, wait, Star Trek fans will notice a small detail. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone can pay us to watch the animated series, Man. but. That's not my forte. Nobody well, paid me to watch nobody it. Nobody paid me series. to watch it. I had a gun to my head when I watched I, it. So. I forced them to. It's it's actually very entertaining. It's only like 20 episodes and they're short. It's, it's mildly entertaining. Yeah. If you that. drink or you get high, get a few drinks in, into you and then watch it. That's true. That's not too bad. That's, that's fair. I was thinking about <laughs> reviewing each episode on tiktok because mm. i've never seen it or at oh. least i don't remember having seen it if i have watched it oh you would um, remember <laughs> you know oh, okay <laughs> yeah it's oh, only 20 okay. episodes or 22 episodes i think it's definitely worth Just it it's very, sure it's very fast pays you, Ray. man <laughs> i'll pay you in views that's like a thing <laughs> um i'm not gonna go into any more detail but that's a thing that's happening i don't know if you've seen jeff um what? There's a popular TikToker who notoriously hates Star Trek, quote unquote, and what? it's available to pay on their oh. subscriber service for a large amount, what I consider a large amount per episode to watch Star Trek. I think I've seen that pop up on my For You page where, yeah, yes. she she hates it, but we'll watch it if you... So it's it's like an OnlyFans thing, but you pay her to watch Star Trek and exactly. like, sh- like shits on it, right? Yeah, basically. Right. Oh, man, I could be getting paid for like, this. I, I sorry, I David. I what the first episode was that they watched, and then they watched the motion picture, and then next they're going to be watching The Wrath of Khan. Oh, I'm in the wrong okay. business. God, how do we not do this we single from the start? <laughs> I Man. think I gave up my Star Trek. If I got paid for $40 for every episode <laughs> of Star Trek I watched, I guarantee you I would not be working from home right now. We would all be in, independently wealthy. We would just all be millionaires. <laughs> Correct. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, so, no, I, I'm excited for Acting Captain. I, I'm glad that you guys got together and it's different points of view and we're going to get different information. And, and I like that each of you is going to take kind of a different um a side of it or you know because i know like you know lewis wants to talk about like music or someone mm-hmm. might talk about costuming or the you mm-hmm. know the first episodes or i'm sure stephanie's ready for like some sort of uh socialist left-wing agenda uh, <laughs> topic so uh it's going to be a great show so um where actually can you uh share what are your social media handles where can people find you online yeah, so it's Acting Captain Podcast. You can find that on iTunes. You're listening to No Trek, so you know the spiel. Um, but on, um, on Twitter, that's the word. On Twitter, we are Acting Capt, C-A-P-T, pod. So Acting Captain Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. It's easy, just Acting Captain Podcast. 
awesome. Yes, go go check out their stuff because it's it's a better show than ours. So go listen to it. They will also have a part on our website at thenerdtrek.com. So if yes. you can't want to find anything on our network, just go to thenerdtrek.com and all of our network podcasts will be there. And there's merch. There's some great shirts that will be there coming soon merch. for you guys. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Very awesome. Cool. I'm excited. Thank you cool. for that, by the way. Like, I'm super excited to have oh, a yeah. podcast that I'm on and be able to wear the shirt. That's exciting. Right? Oh, hell yeah. That's your own thing. If, so if you cool. don't have a shirt, then it doesn't exist. Like, right. you don't have a shirt. <laughs> right. Must have merch. Oh, definitely. We learn nothing from space balls. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Merchandising. Yeah. Where the real <laughs> money from the movie is made. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I can get you an acting captain flamethrower, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll try. Um, all right. Well, let's dive into what we're talking about today. We will be discussing Star Trek Generations, uh, the first TNG film um, originally released sometime. Ah, fuck, I didn't have it lined up. Sorry. I know that. It was 90, November 18th, 1994. This was like six months after the show ended. They were actually making this at the same time as they were doing uh, all good things and wrapping everything up. So there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, the basic plot of this one is it's kind of the transition from Kirk and, and their films to the TNG films. Um, it's the first time we see the Enterprise B. We get the send off from that. Kirk supposedly dies in that. And then we get... Uh, Picard and crew. Uh, Dr. Soren is in a Lurian who's trying to get back into a thing called the Nexus where basically all your dreams come true and uh, he will kill anybody he can to get back to it. So yeah, um, he's very obsessed. He's obsessed. Just yes. A little a, a smidge. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want, let's start with, with Lily. I know you said that you're not as, or you haven't watched as, or, as many of the films are not as familiar with the films. Um, when's the last time you saw Generations? So I have core memories of Generations. Like I was <laughs> watching it. I'm like, I remember this, like when I was five years old, watching with my parents, but like the details were gone. So I remembered, um, of course I remember the Nexus, like the pinnacle mm. Christmas scenery of the nexus yeah. mm-hmm. um the 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 iron bridge architecture is iconic mm. um uh, uh, star trek continues its course continue uh uh continuity with captain kirk which i love um sure. so it's all and of course we have all the iconic quotes from data like i think mm-hmm. every iconic yeah. emotion emotional quote from data comes from this movie pretty much yeah yeah so yeah i I remembered all these like small bits that i finally was able to put together as an adult (laughs) (laughs) good yeah data there's a lot of like subplots and data gets a lot of character development too anytime i get a reference from here on out i'm just gonna go i get it i get it for like 20 minutes (laughs) Like, like Mr. Tricorder. You get that now. Mr. Tricorder. You get that. Ray, when's I, have you talked about generations on your TikTok? I, I know you, you cover a lot. Um, I reviewed all of the movies last fall. So okay. then I did. And then I think maybe in between um, 
I had done a video about Elorian's um, because I've done a number of videos about Guinan and her extra sensory ability to see through the timelines and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in reviewing her doing that, I've talked about Generations a couple times. Okay. What are your thoughts on the film overall? Um, it's one of my favorites. So nice. when you think of all of the movies, there's really like seven that I like are my favorites of all 13, which is like, a lot it's obviously way more than half but yeah. <laughs> generations is top five i love it okay why um so it's for me it feels like a battle with time like obviously mm. that's what the movie is about because they do um travel in between realms i, I guess you can call them um reality and then non-reality with the nexus but also with Picard losing his brother and his nephew and no longer having that connection to the future because Renee is gone. Um, And in the Nexus, you see the family that he never got to have. Um, So I think the connection with, with losing time or not being able to get time back that's lost um, was like a big thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Has everyone here seen Picard season two? Yes. I can now say yeah, no. <laughs> Lily right. hasn't. Okay. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I can't close my ears if y'all want to share <laughs> the podcast. I'll, so I'll just say once you watch season two and you go back and watch this, it ties in a lot more. Like it just, it, it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. more meaningful in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, especially yeah. like all good things and then this, and then yeah, just a lot, it makes a lot more sense. I, I was actually thinking of how much of Nexus reminds me of, um, of the inner light. Like mm, I think yeah. there's a lot of overlap mm, that mm-hmm. I think either like wasn't addressed in mm-hmm. concept wise or right. was, was intentionally not addressed. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about how similar the two stories were. That's I never thought about it that way. That's interesting. Hmm. That it, I mean, he's having this alternate experience like the inner light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah, that's that kind of makes I mean, it's well, and they never really explain what the nexus is. They're just it's a it's an alternate dim- or it's Star a gateway to so- alternate dimension this may be like my nerd moment here so the (laughs) nexus is a a natural spatial phenomenon like they did not create the nexus it was Mm. already something that was moving through space you guys haven't watched voyager yet but there's an episode in voyager where this uh like spatial anomaly that basically travels throughout the galaxy since the beginning of time and collects things so Mm. it's kind of like that where the um, the ribbon is moving throughout the galaxy. What Soren was trying to do was navigate it. He was trying to move it because he couldn't go into it, so he had to bring it to him. So right. the ribbon itself was like a, a spatial rift plane. Like you could go, once you were in it, you were in whatever your dream realm was. Mm. Which brings up a question. Why couldn't he just go into it? Because Kirk did. Why did he have Kirk, to move it and Kirk be on did a planet? Kirk by accident, though. Kirk did by accident because that's the thing. Is the ribbon struck the ship and con- and pulled Kirk in. He didn't he was go into it. He exposed and got it. sucked in. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. You can... You, but, 
with all the vo- topic of Voyager, can I ask? Because I could not tell. Was that Tupac or just Tim Russ? No, that it was, was just Tim. Tim. That's okay. no, it's I, Tim I, Russ. Okay, I, yeah. I'm it's... like, I'm like, Tupac is not on the. No, yes. I, I, I was like, no. Yeah, Tuvok was on the Excelsior with Sulu, but not on there. Well, it's funny you're, I mean, but he's never seen in Star Trek VI on the Excelsior, but we see him in this on on the Enterprise B as Tim, as like a, he's just like a, I think he's just like Lieutenant. There's no He's a rando at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But this was like, what, like the year before Voyager came out, right? Because Voyager started right after... Uh, yeah, this is this is like a year, year and a half. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, this is his second or third role in Trek. Yeah, after the the diehard in space episode where he's like a mercenary (laughs) and then yeah, (laughs) car getting a saddle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was this also right before Worf going to DS9? Because I was confused um, about the time. Okay. Way before. Way before. Yeah. Yeah, because this. I was not. Clear yeah, because Worf, um, Worf doesn't go to DS9 until season four, three. It's after Generations. It's, it's between Generations and First between Contact. Genera- Correct. Uh, yeah. Because in First Contact, he comes back. He's on the the mm-hmm. Defiant. He's on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a, God, there's a lot that. Well, yeah. So Worf gets a promotion in this one, which I I love that entire scene of them on the ship, and you know, re- yeah. remove the plank and you know, data pushing. Uh, uh, Beverly into the water, Doctor Crusher in, <laughs> and everything, and it's just it's a great like I would love to see a cosplay of someone doing that, like the full uniform or like naval outfit, the old uh, British naval outfit. Yeah, that'd be so cool. And then Riker's like bad food, no women. That's totally Riker. It's like his nightmare. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Picard does get some personal news. Yeah, his his brother and his nephew uh, Renee die in a fire. Um, so you can, David's going to be very excited. We can add two deaths to our kill tracker. Oh, we're adding more than two this episode. I know. Yes. Well, there's a lot to discuss about the deaths. Yeah. Um, kind which of. again, that ties into Picard season two and kind of P- Picard's his life in general, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the first time we see the enterprise B on screen. We've seen all, all the other ships. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you guys like the Enterprise B? It's an Excelsior um, class. It's just I mean, a it redress of the Enterprise A. <laughs> it was an interesting, right, right. It was an interesting <laughs> ship. They did try to give it a little bit more flair. Um, I don't know if even any of you guys are on TikTok other than Jeff, but Jason Gaston, he actually reviews all of the starships mm. and he's very good at that. I honestly, I don't know if it's just me, but I have like ship blindness. Like I will, <laughs> I, I don't really care about the ships. That There's much. a lot. Um, <laughs> the stories and the people are wide. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's people who know like all the registry numbers and like, yeah. I know like three of them. Like 1701, 1864, and 2000. That's all I know. That's like me with all the Star Wars ships. I can tell you what company makes them and what planet the parts come from and all that. But not not on Star Trek. (laughs) I'm like, oh, another one that looks like a flying saucer. Clearly. (laughs) I will say, I think they did the Captain Dirty by... Captain Harriman? Yeah. I think they put him in a position where he could not 
act as captain and having all the press there. Like, we don't get a lot of like clarity on how Starfleet officers are portrayed in the media other than Picard, I feel like. So th- for yeah. me, that was kind of a new nuance to it. But I mean, I think he, I think, what's the captain's name? I think he did a good job kind of yeah. like, he had to consider there's civilians on board of the ship. Like he True. just can't go save these people because he has to think about who's on board. So like, I think they did him dirty with like this Kobayashi Maru situation. Poor kid. It kind of is. The only way that it would have made sense, like, it's not a car to take out for a test drive. Like, it's a starship, and there are people running the starship. Plus, you have civilians. Plus, you have guest crew. It's, like, the passing of the baton. But, like, if they were going to take this starship out, knowing that they were fully equipped, except for every other piece of technology that they needed and the crew to run that technology, like, this is a real starship. Like, you turn the blinkers on, they're going to blink. If you run the sensors, you're going to find something. It's space out there. They should have had another ship accompanying it so that if something happened, they had backup support. But just sending them out there, they were like, y'all got no weapons. You got no medical staff. You're just going to run this around the block real quick and then bring it back. It's like, That was the whole thing. Yeah, they were just going to go out, pass Saturn around Uh, and come back in. Around Pluto. Well, that's what's weird, too, because, I mean, I'm guessing so they were in orbit around Earth, and they're like, oh, we're the only ship that's close. Like, is there no other ship near Earth? Like, none. That's, yeah, this, that's bad defense. Like, that's <laughs> terrible defense. <laughs> and that's why in the beginning, yeah, he's like, uh, we're not equipped to take care of this. And everybody's kind of like, uh, but he's right. Nothing's on the ship. They have nothing installed. They have nobody there. Like, they're not equipped to. They have no medical crew. Like, no I wish Cherry. Like, yeah. No, like, there's no briefing. It's like, let's sit Scotty and Kirk and Chekhov down. Like, we know that y'all are ready for whatever. Like, you've been doing this for decades mm-hmm. at this point. But you're on this ship, and we're... Look, we're not taking making any house calls. We're not stopped <laughs> by any nebulas. We're taking the <laughs> ship out. We're going to show yeah. them the deflector works, and then we're going to go back. Like, yeah. if you it, have... It's a, a ceremonial like, thing. Exactly. Kirk, we're not visiting captain, any ex-girlfriends. Oh. An experienced <laughs> captain on the bridge, and you get a distress call. He's not going to let you just ignore the distress call. Like... Mm. And I'm 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 gonna give you a lot of interaction because I'm gonna say I was rooting for Chekhov and Scotty when they told Cook to um they told Cook to get in his place. Like yeah. they were yeah. like, Is something wrong with your chair? I'm like, yeah, yeah I love something that. wrong with your chair. It's all, wiggling. Down. It's all fidgety. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but that's that's such a Kirk thing though, because I mean he struggled with that through all of his films as well as like. Mm-hmm. being promoted and trying to get because even the, mm-hmm. the motion picture is is him taking over control of the enterprise correct again. yep yeah alan ruck playing second fiddle again damn ferris mm-hmm. i think cameron about how young kirk feels so different and maybe it's just mm-hmm. shatter acting so much different than older kirk for sure like mm. uh there's a there's a level of respect and that I have for younger Kirk, surprisingly enough, that yeah. older Kirk is just, he's introspective in the wrong ways. 
sense. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I, I'm all here for your interaction, Doc. <laughs> no, I get that. I uh, yeah, he does kind of change. I think he's a bit more. Uh, I, I don't want to say pompous, but he's a bit more mm-hmm. like I'm. I'm. He's like I'm fucking James T. Kirk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which I get to an extent, but he. I mean, well, I mean, Shatner has a bit of an ego on himself, which is a, which I get as well. But what? What? You mean you go to a convention and thousands of people cheer for you? That's crazy. <laughs> Craziness. Um. But yeah, no, I think yeah, especially in in his his old age, uh, Kirk is definitely more like I've earned this, or because because he even says to Apicard, he's like, save the galaxy, the galaxy owes me one. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, what else? So yeah, Data gets his emotion chip, um, mm-hmm. which is a good reference to, uh, what the descent or a descent part yeah. one and two, which is where mm-hmm. he got it from lore. Yeah. Uh, and it goes I haywire. Mean, I've forgotten that he kept that. Lore of it does. gave him anger, though, on yeah. purpose, so that it would draw him to him. So he was drawn to that signal. But right. in this one, like, I think I have different feelings about the emotions chip than most people, because mm-hmm. I like that it made him so um, inconsistent. Crazy. I liked yeah. <laughs> that it made him so unreliable. Like, yeah. imagine if you've lived your whole life and you wanted to be able to feel what other people feel, but physically didn't have that capability. And then you could feel everything all at once. You will be a psychopath. There's no way. You oh can yeah. yeah. Bipolar doesn't even um, describe it. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. and so the fact really that he was scary. so erratic, exactly. is It makes complete sense. And I, I've heard a lot of people be like, well, I don't like that. He got it. And he was so weird after. Of course he was. He had emotion yeah. for the first time in his life. It's like, there are people on earth who are 80, 90 years old and still cannot manage their emotions. Like, and mm-hmm. they had them this whole, this whole, yeah, they've had their whole life so to figure this out and they still can't. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I liked that they showed that and I don't know if they wrote it that way or if that's how Brent played it, but it was a little bit of both. both probably. Yeah. It was perfectly inconsistent. Mm. Well, especially the, the whole life form song that that mm-hmm. he completely yeah. improvised that it was yeah, supposed to be a, something else. Right. That's an improvised line. Yeah. yeah. So like when everyone's like staring at him, that's like the actual life cast. Form. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like so overdone, but that's the point, and yeah. that's why it's great. Yeah. I yeah. also hated when Picard told him, "Hey, you can't be this emotional." That they would like the Stella Cartography Lab. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, didn't you just like go off on Riker because your family oh, died? Like, man. that's such yeah. a double standard. That made me mm-hmm. angry, generally. Yeah, he's the captain. He can have that double standard. He's got bipolar data. Inconsistency because, like, I, I love Picard, mm-hmm. but people want to talk about the fact that Captain Cisco was like, he was very emotional as a person. You know what I'm saying? He had yeah. his highs and lows, but he never hit it. But Picard always put on this stoic face, but really he was a basket case. Like he just was. Mm-hmm. And we always knew that and accepted these moments where he, he literally has no out. His family has died and he's a wreck about it. Yeah. Well, he puts up that very, and because of course, when this came out, you know, 1980s, 90s, you know, successful military 
white mm-hmm. male don't can't show emotions. The captain has to be separate from everybody else. You can't you have to just lead and, you know, bury it. Yeah. And that's what he plays when he does get those bouts of emotion, like with his family. He starts bawling and crying. And then he's like and then I think Troy says, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he goes, eh, it's fine. This stuff happens. You're like, fuck, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, just cry. <laughs> just cry. It's OK to cry. And then he puts that same thing on data. Here's here's my thing. I wish we saw character development from all good things. Is that the last episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we saw character development go on to uh, generations. Because we don't see him confining it in Riker. We don't see him confining in others except Troy. And there doesn't seem to be any continuum with that. What we see mm. in that last step. Have you yeah. seen Picard season one at all? Yes, yes. Okay. I uh, See, this is where I, I got kind of uh, frustrated. I was talking to somebody, and it's like if if you watch the films or the, you know, the show in the films and, and go, okay, this is where it ended, you know, 20 years ago or t- 25 years ago, it feels different. But if you go back and go, okay, this was their story now, and now let's watch – Picard season one and two and you're like okay now it all it it hits very different because Picard is stunted he doesn't Mm -hmm. have romantic relationships he's not good at them he's Mm -hmm. he's terrible at friendships because they all you know he he ends up alone you know on a vineyard Mm -hmm. um which ties into a lot of what he did he's like he's he's not good at it so so watch all this and then watch season two and then I think that'll kind of put it into a new light Mm-hmm. It will. And yeah. inner light, if you will. Get inner light. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, uh, okay, let's do this. We Let's talk about deaths a little bit, because there's a lot of death in the first kind of opening on the Enterprise B. Yeah, um, I know. These guys are excited. <laughs> okay, so by my calculation, uh, on the two ships that they're rescuing from the, uh, from the Nexus, there's 265 mm-hmm. in one and 103 in the other. Now my question is: Are do, do they die or do they get sucked back into the Nexus? They were like the ships were destroyed. The, so, the people so, that were on board, though, the impression right, is that the they get sucked back. The people that were on board. So they all but died. Is the Nexus is the Nexus more akin to consciousness, or does it require a physical body to? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I they indicate the physical, physical body. body is necessary because when Soren when is on the ship, he says he was in the Nexus, and when they teleported him out, he got yanked out of it. It was like ripped, yeah. But that's yeah. because his his consciousness is part of his physical body, and this is right. what happens when you drink on a podcast. You guys watched huh? um the show. Enterprise first, or are you going in release order? Release order. In release order. Okay, not, they order not, not chronological. Okay. Correct. Um, so I'm saying physical body because if it was only consciousness, Picard wouldn't have been able to save Kirk because he would have had no physical body to return him to yeah. once they came out mm-hmm. of the Nexus. Um, there okay. was an episode okay. of um, Enterprise, the reason I bring that up. Um, when you guys get to it, there is a non-corporeal species that they encounter in season two. And the only okay. reason they're able to switch the consciousness 
is because the non-corporeal beings take over the body and displace the consciousness. So I think in that case, in both of those cases, the, the physical body is required in order for there to be animation. So, but that ties back to the question. So these people, their physical bodies would have gone into the Nexus or been in the Nexus when they got killed. So when the ship blew up, did it kill them or are they still in the Nexus? No, they're, they're in the just, Nexus. Really? I think that they died. I'm going to I'm going with that too. Kirk got flung into the Nexus and his body stayed, but these people were on the ship and died. And there's probably some explosions on the ship that would have killed them before they could get into the exactly. Nexus. Yeah. I would be willing to bet their bodies are not intact. Okay, so David and Ray say death. Phil says they're in the Nexus. Lily, what's your vote? Um, just to be contrarian, I say they live forever like the prophets. Oh, oh. So you split. So it, it's up to me now. Okay. Um, here's, like, here's the question. If Kirk had decided to commit suicide in the Nexus, would he have actually died? He wouldn't have been able to. Because No, 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 because mm. that's what Whoopi tells Picard is anything you want can happen and even if he would have died in the nexus he would have still been in the nexus i don't think he would be able to kill himself death doesn't matter it's not well, a but real we've, place we've established that soren was in the nexus when he was on the ship and then got pulled out so if you are in the nexus on the ship and then you die can this you is, die because you're in the nexus this is just for your death if the ship shields breach and the hull breaches and it exposes them, and they get sucked out into space, they're going into the Nexus. If they're in a secured part of the space that's protected and something happens like they get like a panel blows out and they die, odds mm. are they're just dying on the ship. They're not getting into okay. the Nexus. Here's my other question. Where the ribbon hits them. They said that they were ripped from the Nexus when they were teleported, but they were on the ships. So how are they in the ships and in the Nexus? Well, when they were doing the tele, when they transported them, the ribbon was like right on top of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so was the Enterprise B. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-mm. The, no, the, the Enterprise B was further away. So I think what you're saying is that as the ribbon was consuming the one ship, barely close to destroying it, mm-hmm. they that like that. How can I say it? The, the plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. The plane of the of the nexus and reality was intersected, and when they went to wideband transporter, they okay. were able to look. Uh, you well, especially them being Alorians. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 well, no, no. That that actually makes sense. And then especially them being Alorians, they're more sensitive. They probably exactly. Okay, so two of you say death. Two of you say nexus. Um, shit. Because I think your physical body is needed even in the Nexus. If Picard had shown up and murdered Kirk, I don't think Kirk would be alive in the Nexus anymore. He would be dead. Mm. So I think when those people blew up in the ship, they died. I think Kirk got flung out into space and made it into the Nexus before he died. Here's what we're going to do. I'm the tie-breaking vote. And in... Fans, write to us if you you say I'm wrong. I'm going to go with uh, They're All Dead. Yay! So They're All Dead. For he's a jolly good hero. All right, so add 265 and 103. Uh, but we're just getting started. But, we have more more to go. But clearly it's not 265. Guinan survived. Soren survived. No, well, no so, there's 265 on the one that blew up and they didn't get anybody off. And then they got 147. Was what oh, okay. I thought that was the total between the two of them. No, that's the on each ship. Because there's I think they said uh, they got 47 out of 150 out of, yeah. or something. So, okay, okay. let's go with that. Okay. Let's move on. 
Um, actually, so okay, so, so you know what? Fuck it. Let's just talk about death then. Um, they go to the Armored Ghost uh, station, and I think they say the compliment, or there's uh, like 14 deaths on that one. On that the about, right. on the on station, the Armored Ghost Observatory. There's 14 staff, and then five people still alive. I thought. I thought it was 19, and then five survived. Okay, okay. You was did it? the math already? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I I could be wrong. Act. No, 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 you're right. The, the five survivors and then the 14 dead is what you're, that's what okay. you're talking Okay, so add 14 dead, and then they found two Romulans, so add two Romulans. Um, and you added the two Picards. You added uh, <laughs> his uh, brother and nephew, because they're, even though we don't see them, they're part of the plot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm counting yeah, them. They're, they're oh, directly yeah. referenced. That's they're fine. directly that's referenced. That's fine. Yeah. Chip blew up. I don't know how you're going to calculate that one. So for the Klingons, I had to look it up. the The standard complement for a bird of prey is twelve, um, and I'm guessing it was a, a full complement. And so I think there was more people on there though, because there was more than twelve people on that bridge. Like in every shot they panned that bridge, there was more than twelve people. There's a lot. Plus to, the plus the uh, person who was torturing Doherty. Well, it was Soren. Well, that was Doctor Soren. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, rough estimate. Do we fifteen? I'm okay with an even dozen. Like, <laughs> I, I'll go with that. I don't care. Whatever. I think, but I think that's well. And then, of course, Kirk and Soren die. So that's two more. Let's see. The Dura sisters' bird of prey was a D twelve bird of prey. Yeah. I think it said standard complement was twelve, but it could be more if they're on like a little mercenary trip or doing something. So, plus the sisters. Oh, actually, okay. While you're adding up deaths, let okay. So let's tie back to. Uh, what's that TNG episode we just watched where future Alexander comes back and like warns Worf to, mm-hmm. and they, they talk um, about the sisters and they say uh, he brings a knife and they're like, oh, but that's the crest of one of them having a son. Yeah. So we're assuming she, did she have the son already or is she pregnant during well, generations? That was going to be my question. Is that the sisters? Because I knew they, they yeah. reference them like yeah. we're supposed to know them already, but never say their names other than their first names. And I don't we're know them by Bator? first name. Wait, wait, yeah. Wait. Oh, the Dura oh. sisters. Oh. The Dura sisters. Oh, oh, we're saying Bator. Hold on. I Lily? they were DS9 too. Is this after they were? Or am I totally <sighs> misremembering? They were on DS9. I think this is after. Well, it has to be because they. They die, right? Yeah, this is after. Yeah, but I, I think mean, they're, they're not on when Wolf is on. Correct. No, they're before that because okay, it was. Um, hey, I thought it would would be the first one pointing out a pot hole. <laughs> no, 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 you're you're yeah. right. No, you're right. They, <laughs> they were on D DS nine, but it was before war because when they when they were on Deep Space Nine, it was um. It was it was in like conjunction with uh, um, Galron because we see uh, Galron. It was season. It was season before, one. Yeah. It was it was episode season, three of DS Nine, so it was yeah. before. Oh, so it was early. So that was still when TNG was in like season five or six, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, six. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, so timeline wise, it worked out. Just fine. If you ask me. Mm. Well, then I, yeah, I wonder. Mm. Yeah, the D12 bird of prey has a complement of between six and 12 plus four prisoners. <laughs> I like there's an extra <laughs> caveat for prisoners. It has, it has space for four prisoners. Well, nobody else stays on the brig. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> so right. what are we going to go with? I'm going with a dozen because that's the high All end. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do we have a total? We do. So. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Can, can I add people to your death count? Sure. So you can propose them. Technically, <laughs> everyone on the Enterprise D- B is dead. <laughs> a thousand people die. <laughs> well, but it, was, the it wasn't even a full crew, so it was very minimal. There's no medical staff. There's No, no the Enterprise okay. D. It's because it was oh, 75 years D. ago. Uh, uh, D and B, because it's 78 years into the future, so they're probably all dead. No, so we do have some rules to the kill trackers. You have to be either see them or have them directly referenced on screen as part of the plot. So them dying of old age eventually doesn't count. No, 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 Kirk says. Oh, but the D. (laughs) The D. Well, they all went in the saucer section and landed on the planet. They didn't die. And then nobody nobody was in the star drive section when it it exploded. That scene was so long. They say we never get to crash land on the planet. Oh, yeah. A minute long. It was long. Yeah. That's a cool model. Well, so they they do technically all die because Soren's does succeed and the planet blows up. So they do We've technically had die. This. If if they go I back know. in time and get saved, they don't yes. get counted. We've done that. It does not get well then because you you would also have to count the like two hundred million on the other planet that's in that solar system Ooh, as well. We've established that if, if somebody dies and then they come back around and get saved, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Time you want me stuff. Rules. Hey, I was here for you. Uh, at the end, at the end of the episode, though, they still need to be dead. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's gonna matter. But but I I appreciate that though. I do. <laughs> All right. So what is our our death count up to? All right, so we have our standard from TOS of 1650, a respectable number. Then we have Borg deaths of 5,012 so far. And then we have Haddon TNG, 18,103. Now I have a different category just for the TNG movies. We have 442 in this movie for a total of 25,207 souls lost. Across 25,000? That is quite the Star Trek genocide, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> they murder a lot yeah, we of people space is a dangerous place it is okay so i have a question maybe yes. this is slightly unrelated to the movie but so just as far as the podcast goes you guys are watching the shows in release order and yes. you guys have or haven't seen every episode prior to doing this show you have not seen all of the episodes yet Phil has, Phil has. I have i've seen Jeff had seen all of tng and i am the newbie who has seen almost none of this yeah, okay yeah the, the only thing I have seen not seen all of Voyager and most and some of DS9. So I I've seen basically a couple episodes of DS9 and a couple episodes of Enterprise, but that's it. But I've seen everything else. Uh, noobs, just gonna say noobs, all of you. <laughs> well, How much have you seen, Lily? I've watched all the, except Picard. I haven't seen Picard yet, but I've seen the animated series. I've okay. seen the animated series. Touche, touche. <laughs> well, and in an ironic, in an ironic twist, I may have seen this movie and First Contact more than any of you guys, because this these two movies actually hold kind of a special place in my heart. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I've seen Star Wars since I was a kid, but when I was in high school, my first experience with like someone close to me passing away was my aunt passed away from pancreatic cancer and she was a big movie collector. So I inherited like three, 400 movies from her and this and first contact were on VHS in that selection. 
and it became part of my normal routine that I would watch to kind of, especially to kind of remember her. And I haven't seen it in forever, but I think I've watched this three or 400 times mm-hmm. in the course of watching through all the movies I used to have. I'm and so just proud of you. Going I think this. I honestly might've seen it more than you, but that's, I was gonna say things, but I was gonna say the same thing, but I'm not gonna ruin just, his vibe. Just the fact, just the fact that I'm in the running is impressive. So I'll That's, go with You've seen it more yeah. than I have. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, okay, now, so... Insurrection and Nemesis, I can't make the same brag about, but yeah. <laughs> I look forward to your death count expanding <laughs> considerably in the next like three shows. Uh, oh yeah it's gonna be crazy well there's like a dominion war yeah there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on yeah however what would you recommend we always have a special category in tos it was red shirts and this one it was borg deaths what should be our special side category for ds9 the the war death like a separate dominion war War? Uh, we have to wait a a while for that to off though is catastrophic (laughs) there's no other way to describe it that's like season four, I think it starts. Um, it starts in the middle of like season three, and okay. then goes the rest of the series. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, on Voyager, I feel like it's onto the AU deaths. Yeah. Like the Voyager crew just dies on it, on you itself know. over and over again. They do, mm-hmm. but they all come back, or it's an alternate them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird. Something happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's weirdness. Um, all right, what else happens? You know what? Let's do this. Actually, let, that is a good place to end part one. Let's do a part one. Um, and we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back for part two. Um, but actually, uh, Lily and Ray, why don't you tell us where can people find your guys' individual social medias and then also Acting Captain's uh, social media? Do you want to go first with your individual, Ray? Sure. Um, Lieutenant Commander Ray, that's L-T dot C-O-M, as in mustard, dot R-A-E. And then it's the same on Twitter, but no periods. And on TikTok, I am 24th Century Girl. And on Twitter, I am Lilium underscore Grace, L-I-L-I-U-M underscore Grace. And for Acting Captain Podcast, you can find us on iTunes, or you can find us on Spotify and Anchor. And on Instagram, we are Acting Captain Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Acting Captain Pod. Absolutely. And go check out TikTok. And we've got your guys' stuff on the Nerd Trek Network stuff and all your individual TikToks. But go, yeah, go, go, go listen to it. It's good. It's good stuff. I support it. <laughs> All right. Uh, David, why don't you do ours, and then we will be out of here for part one. Alrighty, yeah, come on around and find out what's your nerd trek at the nerdtrek.com where we have links to all of our social media sites, including those for the Acting Captain podcast. Uh, you can go buy some of our shit at uh, Bonfire, which is where we'd recommend, or at Cafe Press if you really need one on a pair of underwear. And once you are done searching for those little life forms, the little life forms, then you can <laughs> give us a five star rating and review, and we'll read that out over the air. And if you're on TikTok, there's a special preview of the Acting Captain podcast up there now. So check out 
at the Nerd Trek Network on TikTok. Get a little Absolutely. sneak preview of uh, Acting Captain podcast. Yeah. Ooh. And David, you have a little podcast as well. I do, yes. We are in the process of releasing Amen to Misbehave. It's a Firefly podcast. It's part of the Nerd Trek Network. And Kara from the Acting Captain podcast was my co-pilot on that as we made Jeff and Phil watch through all of Firefly and talk about (laughs) that one, ending with the Serenity movie. So so long. The whole thing. They had to watch it all. All of it. Uh, So it is a nice little quick podcast. It's about 15 episodes. Go check that out. Um, this will probably be releasing around episode five or six by the time this is out. So take a look for that. It's aiming to misbehave and you can find the links to that as well on the nerdtrek.com. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for part one. We will come back for part two. There's plenty more in generations to talk about, uh, but thank you for listening to this one. We do always appreciate it. And yeah. uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye everybody. See ya.